You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for turning into the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I am your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. And today we are honored to have with us Kathy Axeball Cordero. She has an online shop that I have been loving for these past few years. She founded it in 2018, and her tagline is Wellness and Woo for Your Kids and You. And she came to that because she's the mother of two young girls. And it's sort of an ongoing little passion project she has of what it means to to have a family, to develop these little spiritual souls from a young age and see the impact that that has on the world. She's also got a background in event production. She works with nonprofits. And throughout all of this, her greatest tool is the tarot, which is why I was attracted to her. Her website, which I encourage everyone to check out, hiddencrystal.com, has these wonderful products that she does, but those are great. I am drawn to, she has this gift for coming up with tarot spreads. She comes up with new tarot spreads and puts them up there, and, I, and they are so helpful. I've done a few of them, and it's just... I'm a longtime tarot gal and I get so much out of it. So we're really excited just to have her here today to pick her brain um, and see what comes out of it. And I think you will come to enjoy her and admire her as much as we do. So welcome, Kathy. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and spend this time with y'all. I couldn't think of a better place to spend this Friday morning. So Kathy, can you tell us how you got into tarot or what prompted you even into the mindset of metaphysical work and and the belief and of course your lifestyle now. I was invited to tarot by my friend and he invited me to a metaphysical shop, um, the local one near my work at the time. And I had always been curious and interested in going, but sometimes you need that friendly nudge. And I feel like I got that nudge in a surprising place, one of my coworkers. And we never talked about it at work. So I'm glad he made this kind of out there a suggestion at the time. We'd gone in and I was looking at tarot decks and one just leaped out at me. It spoke to me. When you find your tarot deck, it just, you feel these vibrations in your body. It just resonates. And the, the deck for me was the fountain deck. And I was looking through the imagery and it was very dreamy and ethereal. And it was just so beautiful. And each card... I held in my hands, had such a clear, instantaneous message. There was no confusion for me, which I felt with other decks after the fact, um, but I just really enjoyed it. And I love the art of it. And I obviously bought it and I had so much fun looking at it and thinking of it in a way of introspection and self-care and seeing what those cards meant to me on any given day that I just 
was completely wrapped up in tarot. I just thought it was so interesting to see things in such a different way that I really wanted to cherish, cherish this new tool for me. And so I wanted to put it on a type of altar and I was looking for cloths or something that I could bring with me to wrap my cards in and everything. And I was, I'm pretty resourceful. So I was trying mine and my mom's old silk scarves and it was just too slippery. It was too smooth. It was just not the right tool for the job. So every time I put a new card down, they'd all kind of shift and it would take me a second to <laughs> recalibrate and get back into my reading. And so I started looking for cloths. And when I was looking for cloths, they were rough fabrics. They were muslin or it was um, a harder cotton and I just nothing felt right. So I just felt this entrepreneurial spirit in me to create what I needed. And so that got me even more into tarot because I started thinking about like what symbolism, what I want on the cloth. And I wouldn't want it to just be a blank cloth. I'd want it to be its own tool in and of itself. I'd want it to help my reading. So that first cloth that I made was the four elements and it intertwines the four elements with the four suits of tarot. And it was a way for me to remember what connected to what and how essentially they're all connected to each other and guided by spirit. And it was important for me to keep the center clear and open. And in that way, it made the most important thing shine, which was the tarot cards. The tarot cards are the art. And I just felt like having this cloth would be the frame for the art that you could use as an additional tool. So, I mean, when I did that, I just tried sharing it with some friends. They liked it. I started selling it on Etsy and then they started liking it. And I started getting these notes about how it felt like the ultra cloth or the tarot cloth they were looking for. So all these little notes and all these nice. emails and each sale was like when you're running a race and someone hands you Gatorade or <laughs> you pat on the back, right? So each each step I took, every interaction I took just made me feel like the community of tarot was so uplifting. It was so supportive and it encouraged me to keep going and it's changed so many aspects of my life and how I think about things. So tarot has been a great tool for me. Can I ask if you were intuitive prior to working with the tarot? Not outright. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think that that's a way I would have described myself. Um, but I started picking up books, I think because of tarot, I thought I, I'm intuitive. I have this, I'm powerful. I can do these things within me. So I started picking up these Wayne Dwyer and um, tarot books and other self-help books. And I, and I started becoming intuitive, but I, that's what I thought of at, at the time. But I think it was just more like running down a well-trodden path. The more I worked on it, the more I looked at it, the more clearly it was already there. You developed it. Yeah. A long way. Did you have any um, beliefs either in from religion or from the home that saw tarot as, you know, perhaps something you shouldn't engage in, something dark? Or were you, did you feel free to just jump in and explore and, and develop it? I had a, a mixed upbringing in that regard. I'm Filipino and my I'm first generation American and my parents and myself were Catholic and, but they weren't strict about it. They weren't like rigid. They weren't, we have to go every Sunday and 
follow all every aspect of it or else you're going to hell. So I always felt like there was room to be curious and room to try different things. When I was in high school, I had a lot of Mormon friends and they would invite me to their church activities. And I would go with the support of my family. And I remember my dad talking to me and telling me, you know, if that was me when I was growing up in the Philippines, I would never have been allowed to do that. And I just thought, wow, that's so interesting that you can share that insight with me because I had such a good time with them and it just never felt like something that was other or bad. And I just appreciate that my parents were open to it given the way they were raised. Um, also, I have some aunts and relatives that have a very intuitive background. My dad would tell me these stories about how my aunt was very powerful and she was trying to go out with them. They were all teenagers and they didn't want to hang out with their little female cousin, you know? So they're like, we're going now. And so they got in the car and that she, the car wasn't moving. The car wasn't going. They thought it was on and it was running its wheels. And they look back and she's behind them and she's looking at them and she has this power <laughs> in her eyes. <laughs> and it kept them there. And I always, I've always grown up with these stories about maybe what some people think of as folklore or, or an other. Um, and I just thought it was so natural. So I think this was a natural foray for me to explore. Um, but I think it would have been really easy for me to be afraid of it because of that Catholic side of my family and because oh, yeah. some of my aunts read cards and they had later chosen not to because they thought it was the sign of the devil or just a negative aspect of what they did not want to connect with. So I think I could have been swayed either way, but I think my parents just being so open from it from the beginning or just open to other from the beginning help me explore that in my own time. Well, and that's a beautiful thing about Tara. I'm, I'm thinking about how you, sorry, you were saying earlier, you didn't think you were intuitive and then you pick up these cards and they just unlock everything for you. That's, you know, I call it spiritual Rorschach because it's really just helping you voice what is already a, a wisdom that's just waiting to be expressed. And yeah. so, how powerful that is. And of course the church in the day didn't want everybody getting their hands on this because then you don't, in some regards, need the church. It was, I think their fear. Um, I'm curious as you've, so how long have you been doing tarot now? For about three years. For about three years. Do you find your definitions change as you change? Like when you approach a card, is there any fluidity in terms of as you because I find that's true for me. I was just curious how that is for you, like with the meanings of the cards. Yes, the three of swords will probably never, for those of you at home, the three of swords is a picture of a heart with three swords going through it and a rainy background. So it's not the card of, let's say, true love. It's just pretty intuitively not going to be a happy card. But within the realms of sorrow or grief or whatever, there's these interpretations that you can have. Um, that start to personalize over time. And, and how is that for you? It's absolutely done that to me. It's fluid. It's a complete representation of who you are at that moment. At this present second, I will get one message and I could pull the same card two months, one day even from now, and it could be completely different based on 
pop culture that I'm seeing in that time frame, based on conversations I've had, based on books I've been reading, like all of those things put imagery in my mind and it affects those readings. Like we could both look at the same card right now. We can look at those, the three of swords. And for some reason I could look at it and think of, of love for whatever reason. Maybe that's, you know, yeah. a symbol I saw at, at a, a place I went to when I had my first love and it brings it all back and it still brings back those good emotions. Mm-hmm. I love how that tarot can do that for you. It's so personal. And I really like doing intuitive reading because, you know, let's throw out the little white book at a certain point and just see where it guides us. So absolutely, my opinion of tarot cards and symbolism has changed over time. Yeah. And the little white book, again, for those at home, it's uh, when you buy a tarot deck, there is it usually comes with a appropriately named little white book that has the very rudimentary. Uh, well, some are very complex, but it's basically the definitions of the cards and it's good to refer to at first but after a while yeah i think intuitive reading is so powerful because it you're really tapping into yourself and that's what the tarot is there for um that it is neat to throw it to the side that very rarely now will i actually pull one out um or use it you know i'll i'll use it if if the imagery i bought a deck recently that i thought i would like and it did not gel with the artist's vision at all. I thought it was really pretty, but I, I had no idea what they're going for. <laughs> this. I'm thinking, okay, then I'll pull out the little book and get it a little bit of an insight of what they're thinking. But um, yeah, it's fun to see how the cards change for us. And again, it's just another layer of learning about ourselves. Yeah. Can I ask you, for the most part, um, I think a lot of a lot of people like me would have seen um, tarot as predictive and, and perhaps used for guidance. When did you start seeing it as a tool for healing and how did that come to be for you? I think when I started trying out different tarot spreads and it was so common to do a past, present, future tarot spread, And I think when I started doing that and trying different routes, it just helped me unravel what healing meant. And it also helped me unravel how I could use that message I'm seeing in the moment to try to get something better in my life. So before tarot, I feel like I saw healing as very linear. I'd see it as I got cut and now I'm bleeding and I have a scab, so I'm healing from the cut or I was heartbroken. And with time, I've been able to heal that pain. It was very cause and effect, and it just took a lot of time. But after I started reading tarot cards and was so used to pulling that past, present, and future spread, it helped me kind of expand that linear thinking into an infinite thinking where everything I do is past, present, and future. Some people believe like past, present, and future is happening all at the same time because what we're doing right now changes how we see the past and how we react in the future. And that just makes so much sense to me. Like I wouldn't have thought that before tarot, I don't think, or maybe I would have come to it a lot later in my journey. But with the past, with tarot, it's it's really easy to connect it to like ancestral healing, childhood trauma. 
and things that have happened to us previously. And then present, it makes me think more of how do I hope to achieve like my daily balance or my daily choices so that I'm going on the journey that I want to at this moment and into the future. And then future, I think long-term in multi-generational effects of what am I doing today that will help me create the legacy I want a lot longer from now. So it just helps me unravel that time element. And I think it's because again, that time element is such a big part of tarot spreads and how I've pulled tarot cards that it's made it unraveled. And I kind of imagine it like an infinity symbol. I feel like it's just all moving and happening at the same time. So it's come out really naturally. So when you offer, you, you offer the healing to others, correct? When you're doing a reading, not just yourself to get healing information. Well, I actually don't read tarot for other people in my business. I do it for friends and family. Um, But sometimes I'll pull my own cards and think about people and share messages with them if it's helpful. And they've shared that it's healing. So do you pull a card daily? I usually do. Yes. Today was the magician. Ah, (laughs) I was going to ask. All right. That's good. I use the modern witch tarot deck and she's Uh, you know hand up hand down she's got all the elements around her the all the livelihood is like flourishing beautiful yellow background just really good for this conversation (laughs) (laughs) what do you use the tarot for you talked about um past lineages and using the tarot for healing for that what does that look like that's that's very interesting So that's something new for me. I just started picking up some books and kind of um, journaling what I think about how I could benefit from that and how I could connect with ancestors. And I was really close with my grandparents, especially my grandmother. And when she had passed, this was when I was like a teenager. So it was a long time ago. And when she had passed, I was so afraid and so closed off to ghosts because I believed in them so much that I prayed that she wouldn't show up to me. And I just was hoping she never would. And I would pray that over and over. And she never did. But we were so close, of course, right? But we're so we were so close that if there was going to be a message from anyone, it would have been her. And I just felt like, I'm ready to put that away now. I'm ready to, to, to communicate with you and hear your stories. And it just makes me think about all these people in our family that have affected our loved ones and in turn affect us how much time do we get to spend with them? How much do we get to hear about their story and their traumas and their joys? And I just thought ancestral tarot, pulling cards and having that focus of connecting with a certain person in my past or in my lineage could benefit me in trying to connect with what I wasn't open to before. Mm. And I just think it's a way to open the door. Do you start with an intention or a question in order to pursue that when you use the cards? Absolutely. With that or any other reading, I'll have the focus of what I'd like to focus on for myself or for someone. And with ancestral tarot, I'll just focus on the person. So sometimes I'll have a picture out or I'll use my cloth and just connect with um, certain symbols on them that they remind me of that person. And I pull out some crystals that maybe carry that energy. And I try to pull cards focusing on that person. Mm. Um, And then I just see what happens. (laughs) Do y'all do that? 
Well, I, I do ancestral work, not with tarot cards, but along like with you kind of um, paying homage and, and, and trying to get a connection of, well, I just send my gratitude uh, mm. for their place. And there, I don't, there may be cases, you know, in some of our families where we don't know that much detail um, mm-hmm. about uh, past relatives. And maybe there's a story that's negative. I have a few stories that are negative. And uh, to me, it was important to go back and again, to, to show gratitude, even to those people that have this, this terrible label, because their place allowed me to be here, right? Regardless if it was just a sperm donor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't mean to be so disrespectful, but right. If, if, if a great grandfather's place was only just to create my grandmother or you had one right? job. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe couldn't be a good, he couldn't be a good provider or father or what have you, but his place, his role meant the generations. And of course myself and now my children. So I think everyone, you know, uh, needs a thank you. And, and that, that might be a difficult thing to say because there's some terrible people out there who did terrible things, but we're still here because of them. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It does force you to sort of take the broader scope. You know, when you're doing ancestral work, you can't just focus on, like you said, that one negative. It's like, you've got to look at everything like a, almost like a tapestry. Yeah. Right. Um, so that you could see the overall image that's trying to be created by each individual life. And maybe that helps to release some of the, anger or frustration or grief or you know why were they why was someone so wonderful taken away and you start to see the the broader you know because I'm a big reincarnation gal right so I'm like they're probably already back and you know you see that full tapestry that is trying to be created I would imagine that ancestral work really broadens you like that I I've never been it's so interesting I've never been drawn to ancestral work, even though as a half Mexican, you know, we're, we're all about it, you know, with the day of the dead and all that. But um, I was never, yeah, it was never about the ancestral and the way I use tarot. It's so much, I mean, I call it spiritual Rorschach for a reason. It's really to plumb the depths of the psyche and, and the emotions in order to really make the life you want. You know, I'm a big believer and it, it's not a gatekeeper it's a guide you don't ask your cards if you can have something you ask it how to get to there um so yeah it's interesting i, I never thought about it to do it ancestrally yeah. i am so gonna have yeah. to yeah that. <laughs> that's cool do you did you create a cloth for that i haven't yet okay <laughs> i'll earmark that that's cool. <laughs> i i had over the um, majority of the time that I've been working with tarot, I had not been aware or really thought of ancestral tarot at all until it was probably three months ago. I saw a book of, about it at the local independent bookstore. And then I just, it kept popping up on things I was looking at. And then people started talking about it. It was like in every podcast I was listening to. And I just thought, okay, I hear your sign. Really? Over it. Wow. Isn't that so cool? It's like, got it, got it. You know, they're like, here's a sign, you hear it? Here's a sign, you hear it? Here's a sign. You're like, I got it, I got it. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up signs, Kathy, because I was thinking when you started in the beginning talking about how you um, came to to know and work with Tarot, how it kind of jumped out at you, the deck. So my question to you is, along the way, have signs or opportunities come about to you through spirit or through ancestors or through higher self, however you want to describe it, that kept you continuing to expand 
to where you are today? Anything that you could share that stands out? Hmm. I would say that what guides me in making my cloths is what I'm learning. So when I was learning about the moon phases, I started drawing kind of um, like infographics so I could remember it and I could share that with other people. And I remember that when I was doing specifically the moon cloth, because it has the moon phases around the edge as a border around this cloth, and it has little phrases of what each phase is known for. And when I was drawing this, it was one of the first things that I was focusing on, and it was not coming to me. All of my designs I was not happy with. They were not very clear. I have a garbage bag full of things that I had thrown away. And then one day I was, I get a lot, I'm very um, water based. I think I was in the shower. I get a lot of ideas in the shower. I think a lot of people are like that, but especially me. And I was there and I just, it came to me just really quickly, the whole image of the cloth. And I got out and I drew it down and it just made sense. And I think that signs have come to me in the ideas of these cloths in that I can't force it. Sometimes I have an idea. I'm like, oh, I definitely want to do something on the solar system, but they were not working and they didn't look good. They didn't work as my idea of it's got to be something that is pretty accurate, that helps people learn, is beautiful and keeps the center open. It was, it was not those things. And then suddenly I feel like those are my signs of I'll get the image in my mind very clearly and I'll just I'll just draw it down mm. it's like sudden nice. yeah. and when you're open to receive huh? yes yes absolutely can can you describe some of your cloths yeah so the first one was the four elements cloth it's all black and around the border is in a stark white the four elements intertwined with their tarot suit and they intertwine around the borders. So my thinking was that when you're using it, if you are really into water like me, like you're really motivated by it, I'll pull my cards on the water corner. Or I, I feel like I'm a balance of, maybe not a balance, but more water and fire. And I'll pull those elements. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do my spread in the middle since it's so open. And then I will take a survey at the end of what the majority of the suits are. And then what's another one? My moon phases one. That one is all silver. It's black and then the moon and the design on it are silver. And it's a huge moon in the center, textured. It looks like it's textured. And then there's a ring around that huge moon. And around the ring are the eight main moon phases from new moon to full moon and back again. That is and That's really pretty. And then I just have a couple of words, like a really quick just a reminder of what that phase is for. So full moon would be something like celebrate and let go. New moon would be new intention. Just a quick reminder and you can dig into it later or see what that brings you. My solar system cloth has a big sun in the center and I wanted to be, it's not going to be to scale because of the normandy of it but <laughs> one <laughs> you know because like the galaxy and stuff yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't make a large enough cloth <laughs> but i wanted to make it very big whereas like other things i've seen it's it's larger than everything but it, you didn't feel the enormity of it so i wanted to keep that scale and keep the planets in scale with one another to some degree and i have the planets going around the 
around in each orbiting circle around the sun. And that's all gold. And like for that one, I will do my spread in the middle and I'll pull a guiding card onto one of the planets. And maybe that's my ruling planet and I'll base it on the ruling planet of the day that I'm reading it. Mm -hmm. um, and my pendulum cloth, I really enjoy because when I was starting to use the pendulum, everyone knows, you know, you swing any mm -hmm. item and it goes complete forward and complete back or complete side and to the other side, it's a complete arc. But I felt like a lot of the things I was finding, it was, if it swings forward, it means yes. But if it swings back, it means no. So it was just very confusing. And I think my purpose was just to make it clear on how to use these tools. Because if you're spending all your time trying to figure out how to use them, you can't be intuitive with it and grow with it. So I just wanted to make it really clear. And so I made the upper section, it's on dates and it has the zodiac and then the bottom section, it has your chakras. So it's able to, you focus on which track, the upper path or the lower path, and you can focus on those symbols with your pendulum. So again, everything that I've made is all with the purpose of trying to better understand something and wanting to share that with other people because it's helped me so much. And I just wanna make those tools available for others. And again, I getting that Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that your exploration is resulting in this like beautiful creations for the world. Like that's such a great way to live. It's like, I'm exploring this now. It makes me happiness. And now I'm using it to co-create with spirit, something that will bring joy to the world. Like what a better way to, to live. That is so awesome. And, and, and I think it really comes through in your clocks, that joy, that wanting to share the, the wisdom. That's, that's really cool, Kathy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I feel like yeah. that exact notion has led me to the wellness and woo for your kids and you wanting to share that with my kids. And the, um, my younger one is turning four shortly on Thanksgiving, actually. And then my older one is six. So wanting to share just an open door of mindfulness and spirituality and just letting them know that we can talk about everything, anything, that we can try anything that they are interested in together. And I'm happy to give them their space to explore it. Like, I think that's, that's so important. So I'm just letting curiosity lead the way for them and for me. Um, and they're my teachers as much as I am theirs, right? They've got so much oh, yeah. to do with me. And that's why a lot of these new things that I'm working on are with the whole family in mind, like getting out of the rut of routines and getting into remarkable rituals. I really want to ground it in seasonality. Um, so that's probably what's next in store for where we're going to be going. I love that. I love how empowering it is as a child, as a female child, although it is changing, you know, we had to be taught, no, honor your gut, honor your intuition, go, don't be polite, go with what you're thinking or what you're feeling. What, um, and that is changing. What a great way to grow up to just have that intuition fostered and not even seen as supernatural, maybe even just like, this is a natural thing you're intuitive and here's some cool tools that you might use but just to grow up with that and have that at your disposal that is great yeah every morning they sneak into my bed and 
we say morning affirmations and I ask them like, how do you want to feel today? How do you want to look? What do you want to wear? They've been dressing themselves since they were two, three. Oh, you know, we have that power. And sometimes I'll just stand with them and be like, spread your arms. Because <laughs> they're pretty petite little girls. So I'm always like, take up space. You I can love that. Space. Speak up. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's I love take up space. Take up space. <laughs> you yes. think with your creativity, Kathy, that you uh, might design your own tarot deck or explore that creation? I definitely would want to do that in the future. It hasn't. And again, I, I'm going to wait for it to strike me. I'm going to wait for it to present itself to me because I don't want to rush anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be guided by like, oh, this is what I need to do next. Or this is what people want. It's like, if it's just not clear in my mind's eye, then it's just not ready. So I definitely think that that could be fun because mm-hmm. I am so inspired by art and the decks that I have. I'm one of those tarot deck hoarders. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, all oh, of yeah. <laughs> I have this box on top of my dresser and it's blue and it's like an old, I think it's an old toy chest where you can put little clothes and stuff in there. And I filled it with tarot decks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I uh, I was doing readings over the pandemic. I would get groups of uh, women together on Zoom and I would give them a tarot deck and we would we would do readings online. Um, and one group, none of them were tarot. You know, they, they loved it. But I sent them each the rider weight, which is sort of the traditional when you start with and it was so funny. I'm like, you know, I'm a tarot girl, so I, you know, I'm using that thing every day. And um, we finished the series of doing that. And then months later, I was visiting one and she was like, oh, yeah, let's let's do a reading. Wait, where is that deck? And I'm like, what do you mean? Where is that deck? Like, you have a tarot deck in your house and you're not using it. What? It's like, what? It's like not using your phone. I don't get it. But, you know. I don't understand people that's who can not, have one M&M either. Right. <laughs> yeah, just can I have either, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kathy. You, Kathy or Angela, maybe um, if you guys have an explanation of what the difference is between Oracle cards and tarot cards, or your, how you see them, because sometimes there's a lot of confusion, right? Because they sell tons of Oracle cards and people maybe use them like tarot. Can you, is that, those are two different entities? I'll let Kathy, because she's the guest. We all know how I think. <laughs> well, I want to hear what you think after. Um, so tarot decks, they have the four suits and they have the pip cards. And it's from numbered from ace through 10. And then it's the three court cards. Four. Four, four court cards. Yeah. And that's for each of the four suits. And it's so it, it subscribes to a model of what all tarot decks have. And some people will take artistic license and change the suits, but they'll always compare it to the suit um, that's most well known in their little white book. So they'll always have an explanation to tie it back to that original format. But with Oracle decks, you could do anything. Oracle decks, you can do any theme. Well, tarot decks too, but with Oracle decks, you can have any number of cards. I think that's much more open to artistic license and but, and it doesn't have the numbers or the suits the same way that tarot decks do. 
So whereas you can kind of switch from tarot deck to tarot deck, you can't do that same kind of mentality with um, that. You don't have that same kind of strict guidance with an Oracle deck. I don't use Oracle decks as much, I think, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you described it really well. It's the Oracle deck. It's it's very cool. And and if the tarot deck intimidates you, it's it's a great gateway, (laughs) gateway, right? Gateway drug. Um, But it's it's it completely up to the author's interpretation. You, you won't even have the same names of the cards in the decks. Um, but like Kathy said, in the tarot deck, it has a longer history. It has um, you also have uh, the major arcana, which is zero through twenty-two, which is when you see usually in a movie when you see the devil and the death card, and the, those are your major arcana. And what that's actually doing in some theories is that's the evolution of the soul from as it, as it evolves and, and kind of moves up the evolutionary ladder, let's say. So you start off with zero, the sacred fool, and you end with the world. And then you have the minor arcana, which is what Kathy was describing. So it's a very prescribed system. And there are other ones. There's the Marseille. Uh, there's the Toth. Um, and they do vary slightly, but still it's this, as she said, there's the pips, which is one, two, one through 10. It's your court cards, your page, your knight, your queen, your king, and then your major arcana. It's always that formula. And, and, and the, the meanings may vary a little, like we were talking about earlier, but it's like, you have, you have a nine of pentacles, you have a nine of swords, you have a nine of cups. In an oracle deck, you can have manifestation. You can have angels are around you. You can have um, Gabriel. You know, it's just so. Um, for those of you at home, I was putting my arms out wide, meaning there is just a wide yeah, scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah. tarot cards uh, isn't the suits with like emotions or or um, the physical, and I forget what the other the other two were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have um, you have. The pentacles, which is the material. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the uh, water, which is the cups. You have the wands, which is fire. And you have swords, which is air. That was a good explanation. I appreciate it. Actually, I learned about myself in that, which I have a, um, I, I was gifted uh, my first tarot deck uh, last Christmas it was, and it's the witch's tarot. It's just beautiful. And I really loved all the whole writing of these, these two women who put it together. And I, I thought it was, I put it under my pillow, like you're supposed to and, <laughs> and bond with it and what have you. And what intimidates me and which pushes me off is exactly what uh, Angela was saying, you know, there is a structure to it. There are assigned meanings. There are the, the major, the minor. And I just, it's just so much science and math. My, my head just doesn't even want to play that way. So I tend to always gravitate back to my Oracle, which are free. And it's more of me using my intuitive. And I, I think that's like when um, Angela had asked, you know, who has the tarot and doesn't use it? It's exactly because my personality does not want to be told what to do. And I, I have to work on my expansion of interpreting what I want instead of getting caught up on the rules, you know? Um, so for someone like me that it just, I just enjoy the Oracle so much better because 
you know, I don't have to check with anyone. I feel like with the tarot, I've got to keep it within, like you say, you expand, but there's still. Well, Kathy, Kathy reads intuitively. I mean, I, well, I think you need you know. intuitive ability to read tarot. I'm not saying you don't. It's oh, no, just no, no. That, but by, yeah. by intuitively, I mean, doing exactly what you're doing with your Oracle, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, yeah. It tells you a story, right? You start to tell your mind a story. You could do that with tarot. I don't mean to make it imply like you must study the meanings. You must know all the meaning. You, you can. Well, but you have to kind of. Go. But you still have to memorize what the ten of swords mean or what the two of cups. Don't you have to have some knowledge? Kathy, of it what do you no? think? What do you I think? Don't. I don't. Okay, so maybe the the curtains come down yeah. on them. Okay, well, that's good news. <laughs> then I should rebond with my cards and make up my own rules and still use them. Okay, you definitely fine. you make up your own rules because you know what, Stephanie, I see it as um, creating your own language for your tarot cards, mm. and your tarot cards will like know that. exactly what I like that what, other. Okay, yeah. see, because I'm still it's that that intimidation, right? Yeah, because I'm putting this this expectation on them right. on me, and right. it doesn't need to exist. And it, it goes along the same lines when we've talked about in past podcasts where, you know, there's that expectation of what a psychic looks like. Well, you put the same expectation of what a tarot card looks right, like. Right, right, right. That's why when you, when you were getting your cards read, Stephanie, I was so interested. I wanted to see what your cards you got and what your messages were, because if, especially if she's been doing it for 25 years, I guarantee you the definitions have changed. And when she needs to say a certain message to you, the cards that will come up for her would be different than the ones that would come up to me. We may give you the same message. It would be using completely different cards. Interesting. Well, it's good to know. I like, I like the freedom in there, which I, again, I didn't think existed per my definition. So good. Let's let all the, the listeners know you can read tarot too and your way. <laughs> and you use one of Kathy's claws. Absolutely. Those That's what I was thinking phenomenal. originally. I was like, well, I'll get a cloth for my Oracle, but I'll get a cloth for my tarot and start utilizing that. it. That's exciting. You and know? we like to let the listeners know that Kathy is also giving a 30% off on her website. Oh, exciting. Yes. Do we use a code? Or anything? Yes, it will be attached and it will be attached on our website and also on our Instagram feed. Super easy. Three I H. Three I H. That's right. Oh, yay. Three I H. I get it. That's us. That's y'all. Three I H. Well, yeah, let's make sure everyone gets a chance to go over there and get their claws and anything else they're interested in. That's exciting. And there's also going to be in our website. uh, She's also giving a free work workbook. Is that it? Yes, I was going to adjust one of the workbooks I have, one of the full workbooks, and offer the new moon section of it. So with the upcoming new moon, or whenever it rolls back around, you can go through these prompts and journaling exercises to connect more deeply with it. Oh, that's fantastic. Appreciate that very much so. Very exciting. Thank you. Me too. I'm happy to. Of course, I have to ask, because we're tarot geeks, what's your favorite card? You know, I really like the Empress. I, I love... know you were going to say that. Okay, go ahead. Really? Yeah, I was like, she's going to say the Empress. I just feel like she's so powerful. She's like sitting in her own right. She's got her throne and the garden is so bountiful behind her. She's got water at her feet. She just, that water connecting back to me. Mm-hmm. Right? I just love her so much. And she looks so beautiful in all of the decks that I have. Um yeah, so I'd say Empress. How about y'all? Plus, she's plus she's creativity, and you're you're constantly bringing forth creativity, and you're a mother. So, and she's pregnant usually in the deck. 
So that's so you. I actually, I'm a nine of pentacles. I love, she's a self-made woman. She's in her garden. The traditional um, depiction, she has this um, falcon that's got a hood on, which I was always taught that's her. She's controlled her thoughts. And as you control your thoughts, you create your world. So I've always loved the nine of pentacles. I love that you say that because this morning I pulled the magician for our call in preparation. And then I also pulled another card. I'm, I'm looking for a coach for this new upcoming year. And I thought, oh, let's just ask, like, how does this coach play into my life? And it was the nine of pentacles. Love that. Yes. And I think that's my sign. Mm-hmm. Going with them. See, now you have another story to tell. We just pulled a live <laughs> sign on the exactly. show for you, Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's fun. It's a six-month program. So I'm going to loop back in six months and let you know if it was yes. Nine of Pentacles. See, you're Love all it. messengers, right? There right. That's awesome. <laughs> Perfect. I think mine would be the Queen of Swords. That is kind of like wisdom, Athena. That's yeah. Yeah. You guys all have all these fancy. The reason I would say this card is because I get it a lot. And you actually said it already, Kathy. I get the magician a lot for anyone that's ever read. So that's pretty much, you know, what I would go to, but um, I'll have to explore once I get to bond with my deck to see if, you know, who else comes out. I get the hermit too, though, a lot. So I could see that. (laughs) <laughs> that was actually no I mean because you and I relate to this this is where Stephanie and I are like you know like we like to have oh, our buffer like yeah. we don't need to go that's why I can't believe you go to Dodger Stadium I just know well come on it blows that's me away blood. that's blue that's a whole yeah. other story Hermit was actually my card for the day ah okay. yeah Well, I think that's all the time that we have today, ladies. We like to thank the listeners for tuning in today. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.